Hello, romance listeners and kinky friends. We're so happy to have you here for season three. I'd just like to let you know that this episode was recorded last fall, so before the world turned topsy-turvy and before social distancing was a thing. All right, let's get into it. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance at a glance. What'd you say now? Romance at a glance. Go ahead, girl. Well, hello, dear listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Romance at a Glance. Today, we are reading Pucked by Helena Hunting. I'm your host, Bridget. With me, as always, is my co-host, Shani. How are you doing, Shani? Ready to talk about this book, Bridget? I'm ready. You seem so excited to talk about this book all day. Like, the, the fire in your eyes The fire was lit. is here, Shani. Okay, I just want to preface this podcast by I normally talk really fast and I can tell you right now I'm going to be at a million. <laughs> I'm going to be at a million because I have so many thoughts and feelings about this book. Okay. Some of which are positive and some of which are negative. Mm. A lot of them are negative. <laughs> there are some positives. Okay. And I think before we get into it, let's just give a quick couple stats to the folks in case they haven't read this book yet. Okay. All right. This is Pucked by Helena Hunting. It is technically part of a series of five books, the Pucked series. However, they are all standalones, so you don't actually have to read them in order. Oh, that's great. Which is great, but also I enjoy when by book four, I'm like Jones and for that person to, to get their, their puck, you know? Yes, I, do, I do know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Picking it up. Um, I said that the genre sports romance, hockey romance... I mean, technically it's contemporary, but I do feel like it's sports romance because it plays a really important part in the story. Yeah, and there are a lot of sports romance stories yeah. specifically. I feel like it's fair. Yeah. It's a subgenre of contemporary. We just created it if it didn't exist already. I think it maybe exists. <laughs> oh, does it? Who knows? No, I want to create something. Let's create it. Damn it. We created it. Hockey romance. <laughs> Hockey romance. Subgenre. Uh, I have a few fun facts about our author today. Ooh. So her husband played hockey while they were dating. The author? And she's Canadian. It all wow. makes sense. It all makes sense. Because you, if you grow up in a place where all the hot dudes are playing hockey, yeah. I've met many a hockey a hockey player when I was at the University of Minnesota. Of course you did. And <laughs> I never met a They smell player. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Their bags of shit do smell horrible. Yeah. My, my college prom date, or my high school prom date was a hockey player. But uh, I feel like that's only in like... Like, I'm like, from you gotta be Los in the Midwest, Angeles gotta be and in the North. Florida. I'm like, I have never met a hockey player. North, like, you gotta be like New England, the Midwest, obviously Canada. Yeah. Maybe the mountain states in the West play a little hockey. But yeah, it's mostly like New England and, and Are they like the super hot though? So, I mean, some of they're like, they run the gamut. I mean, yeah. the good things yeah. about them, I mean, they do have very strong thighs and buttocks. See, that's all I care about, really. A lot of thrusting. I don't even power. care about the face. Yeah. I have never actually had sex with a hockey player, to be fair. Damn it, Bridget. I'm sorry. <laughs> they were very sketchy. Like, you know, the way she, ske- she describes all these guys being man whores yeah. at my school. To be fair, I did not know everyone on the team. However, the reputation of that team was scandalous. <laughs> Escándalo. <laughs> and also I was like there's STDs flying around all I don't want to and also like I don't know, like ringworm I don't know it felt oh, I yeah, don't think ringworm that's true is, but I just felt like they don't I think do all a lot athletes. of shaving <laughs> and stuff during like competition like if they get a lot of superstitions in hockey yeah. so like won't wash their equipment and which is really strange because like I mean we didn't have hockey but like soccer team the girls soccer team or softball or whatever they weren't gross 
Like, yeah. the girls' teams were not gross. They were showering regularly. <laughs> they were leaving the lockers looking fresh and sprightly. Right. And, yeah. uh, and then I also have brothers, and they're always gross. So superstitious. What is this? It's because they're superstitious. They're like, I won this one game, and it must have been my socks. Not, like, the hours and years of dedication and hard work. <laughs> it had to be the fucking Definitely socks. can't be that. Definitely can't be that. But it's just that. a mind trick to convince yourself you're going to win again. Yeah. So I, I get it in that sense. Uh, I did mention she's Canadian. Yes. It's not really a fun fact. It's just a fact. Uh, this is the fun fact, though, for you, Shawnee. Oh, hell. She chooses all of the covers herself. What? And I quote, scours the internet for hot guys. Liswoon. Ooh, but she doesn't do the photo shoot like Scarlett Peck. I think she goes. She goes to the photo shoot. I think shoot. she does the whole shebang. Oh, so she scours for hot guys to, to, to book be for the her model. And then chooses the photos. Oh, I thought you meant like just, you know, those stock images that everybody well, uses. Well, it, it might be partially stock. It probably depends. Probably earlier in her career, it was just stock. Just promise then, me if we ever write our own like romance novels, yeah. we will pick the guys and go to the photo We're shoot. We're in Los Angeles. And be they slightly. They want to be models. Lurky. And they want, they're here. <laughs> they're around. We could just go to like. Ralph's. I feel like we could we do can shoot for Starbucks. no reason. <laughs> we could just look at the guys at the gym. Everybody like we don't even need pretty. to look on the internet. We can just just wander our way through Hollywood, <sighs> West yeah, Hollywood, you're right? Boys Town, you're right. They're ever the beach, volleyball courts. West Hollywood, West Hollywood. They man. are pretty. Ooh. We pretty. could go Runyon Canyon. If anyone okay, has not been mean, to Hollywood, I can tell you right now, Runyon Canyon. If you want a celebrity spot. Or you want to just see incredibly beautiful people in real life. There's a hike called Runyon Canyon. It's in Hollywood. It's pretty vertical, like up and down. It's not horrible. It's a pretty short hike. But everyone in that neighborhood who lives there uses it as like kind of their daily exercise hike. And they're all like actors and models. And they're so beautiful. They're like the most beautiful people you've ever seen in real life. Most of them don't have shirts because the weather is warm. Girls and boys. And they all have cute puppies. Maybe seventy percent are gay. Listen, Bridget, this this is what we're gonna do. Do it. We're gonna get a bag of Reese's and maybe some popcorn. Okay. We're gonna put on our exercise gear. Love it. Then we're gonna sit at the bottom of running. (laughs) (laughs) I like exercising (laughs) and stretch like we're about to. We don't want to be at the bottom though because that's suspicious. We want to hike to like the first area where you can like take in the view. How long is that hike? It's probably like 15 minutes, 10 minutes. Mm. It's not that far. Okay, that's the threshold. We'll go yeah. there. And then you can just kind of like stretch. And then stretch. we stretch for like the next like, 30 ooh, minutes. I saw them on TV. Ooh, while I saw we them watch. in the movie. <laughs> ooh, they were in a Calvin Klein ad. Yeah, it's crazy. Stretch that's where and I go. eat the Reese's. Runyon Canyon, folks. <laughs> All right, that's my last fun fact. Okay. Uh, so based on my fun fact, I'm going to tell you right now, I thought the cover art was hotness. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. <laughs> You could see the back, mm-hmm. the arm flex with mm-hmm. the hockey stick over the shoulder, the sort of like side profile of the face. I was into it. Funniest thing is like, I didn't even know that was a hockey stick. I was looking at <laughs> You're all BDSM. Uh, is he going to hit her with yeah. it? Is she going to like it? I was him? like, he's holding a stick. It's great. <laughs> it took me like a, probably a good couple looks to be like, oh, wait, that's a hockey stick. And I think his hand is wrapped with something or like whatever i'm like maybe hockey players do that they wrap their hands i don't think i don't care the back muscle and the neck muscle are my muscles forearm muscle oh yeah that's mine let's just say they're all (laughs) like the forearm oh that fat when you flex that forearm Mm. flex on me (laughs) flex on flex on flex (laughs) all right so let's go quick into the plot. Okay, I'm going to... Wait, just, real quick. Okay, Because I, I want to bring up this one thing at the beginning. Uh, the narrators yeah. of this Oh, book, I'm sorry. I forgot to ask you. Tell us. Okay, so there were... They switched back and forth between a female male narrator. And the female's name was Muffy Newtown. 
And she was great. Okay. She did a really great job. Liked her a lot. Way to go, Muffy. But John <laughs> McLaren, I did not enjoy John McLaren. Oh, no. He was supposed to be Canadian. And oh, he, no. <laughs> he went between being from, like, New York or New Jersey okay. to being, like, maybe Irish. Or okay. it's basically... He basically was me when I tried to do an Australian accent. And I'm oh, like, oh, I made, oh, oh crikey, where's the, the shrimp? And then I, I slowly starts going into Cockney and whatever. Oh, that's, that's exactly oh, what he boy. did. Uh, sorry for that terrible, terrible Australian accent. Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. It's, it's terrible. It is what it is. <laughs> but it like starts to morph and then it ends Jamaican for me. Like, and I'm like, you know what? Let's just stop this yeah. before we offend everyone. Okay. Um, did, I but have a question about the narration. Was, he was not good. Did they switch every chapter that was from the different perspectives, or was it their line and internal monologue? They switched every chapter. So, like the ones that were from his point of view that yeah. I read. Interesting. Yeah. I actually feel like, aside from the fact that he was a bad narrator, I feel like that would be very helpful for me to have them switch like that. Uh huh. When books started doing it in the beginning, I hated it because I wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. I liked the one narrator, mm-hmm. and I still do. But I'm so used to it now that I do enjoy it if they're really good. Yeah. And I do love a good male narrator. Sure. Like deep. Sure. Like Give me you, the could read, you could read me the phone book ass. Yeah. Like. Because yeah. I'm like getting the rumbles already. And you, I'm like, okay, I'm, in, I'm on board for exactly. what we're reading. I got it. I got it. No, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Interesting. Okay. Well, this book is about Violet. Uh, so her stepbrother is an NHL hockey player. So she's very familiar with the man whore hockey players, which her stepbro is the king of. And she basically meets one of his his new teammates. Let's go Hawks on the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> and his name is Alex Waters. Mm. And basically they like strike up a conversation. It turns out he's not an idiot. So she's like, oh shit. And then they end up making out outside. Like paparazzi and all these people are taking pictures of them. And then she's kind of like, oh, well, that'll never happen again, NBD. And then he comes to her parents' suite that she's staying in and, like, calls her and is like, oh, I'm right outside. It's 2 a.m. Nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m. Or does it? Or does it? <laughs> and, I mean, you know what's happening. If it's 2 yeah. a.m., you then know what's going down. She goes with him, and then and then things sort of progress. I love how she goes with him, and he's like, we're not going to have sex. It's not, it's not a and sex then she situation. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, we're going to pound town. She's like, I'm sorry. I wore the tightest pajamas and you're looking at my titties. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just start off. Wait, this book started for me with a bang, though, because... No. Oh, what? Okay, I was go. just going to say that. Okay. I was oh, just going to say that. I was like, <laughs> let me start off by saying I love the first, like, three or four chapters. Until, and literally until she goes with him to his room, which must be, like, the first, I don't know, four or five chapters, something yeah. like that. I love this book. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was quirky. I love that she says I should start the day off masturbating. Yeah, she does. Like, like the first yes, you scene, should. she yes, is you masturbating, should. and I'm like, yes, sister, get it. Get it. And, I, and it set the tone for me right? for what was to come. I was like, oh, pucked, got it, got it, <laughs> got it. I think it's hilarious when she meets him and realizes what she knows him from is the milk ad that she masturbates to. <laughs> I was like, that is so amazing. She never like tells him that though. Uh, oh, wait, no, she does, because she asked for a life-size printing of it, which I was like, yeah, of course yeah, of you course. would need that. Yeah. Um, let's just briefly touch on the terminology. Okay. Jilling off. 
Is that a Canadian thing? I, you, it must be. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Never. Is it because it's jacking and it's Jack and Jill? I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing so, but I've never heard that in my life. However, I have heard like sex toys that are called like Jills or stuff like okay. that. So that's the only thing I have a reference to. But no, I did it annoy you or did you not care? Um, I thought it was a Canadian thing. I chalked it up. <laughs> that to, was a Canadian. I thing chalked too. it up to like it, you know if it was like Jamaican <laughs> and they kept saying like Irie. I'm like okay, well it must be a Jamaican thing. You know, like it's. Just, <laughs> Like, Canadians. <laughs> Canadians. Okay, how about these ones? Are these Canadians? You, you let me know. Okay. Snuffy? What the fuck is that? She uses it as a term for his uh, uncircumcised penis. Oh, yeah. No. no. I One, I've never heard that, but I have my own name, which is Eskimo Joe for uncircumcised but that's penises. that's so cute. Because they're so cute. They got, like, the little hood. <laughs> And when they peek out, they're like, is it cold out? No. Can I come out? No. I like Eskimo Joe. <laughs> Snuffy, though. I'm like, that's not a sexual word. No. And then it makes me think of a grandma. She calls it the super MC, the super monster cock. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind that she named it that, but I also felt like it happened too much. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's one of those things that, like, used at the right moments in the book. I would have been like, ha, that's great. And, like, the first time she said it, I was like, oh, that's funny. But... It happened so much. I was like, okay. Well, I think one of the big things for me that happened in this book was like, um, yes, they had, well, there was a lot of sex. A lot of fucking. A lot of fucking. Uh, But they did not have things in common. No. No, they sure didn't. Like, once the fucking was over, like, would a lifelong marriage last between these? He literally says at one point, I'm worried you only like my penis. And I'm like, she does. You've digmatized her. (laughs) She has thrown out all of her thoughts for this dick. (laughs) Digmatization is a real thing. It is. I have been there. You know? I have been there. You're like, I am in love. And you're like, you And then later on, you're like, what what? the fuck? He's stupid. And you're like, ooh, you're hard again, though. So I'm going to hop back on. (laughs) And then then they start... They start trying. Uh, they start trying to talk, and you're just like, shh. No you're so beautiful. So beautiful. Let me just ride this dick. <laughs> I do the talk. I do the talking. You do the fucking. <laughs> Speaking of fucking beaver, come on. Okay. Beaver. Again, it's, it's something that like was funny the first time. Yeah. And like, I even thought his little gift. He sent her like the beaver with his jersey. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah. But it's too much. It, then it just became too much. Yeah. Yeti, I was like, it's too much. Yeah. Like, I agree. Like, I, I agree. I feel mouth like. Mouth fucking, I'm like, people don't say that. <laughs> people. Well, I mean, kink people do. Mouth fucking? Mouth fucking. But are they talking about making out or are they talking about your dick? No, they're fuck- talking about fucking, like, their dick in your mouth to your drooling. No, and but like, that's, that's, that's separate. Yeah, this that's is different. making out. Oh, no. no making no. out is not mouth fucking. No. Mouth fucking is you're fucking me with your penis in my mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's a good descriptor. That should have happened. That shit's good. <laughs> but mouth fucking is making out. I was like, stop. Stop. It was too much for me. All these little terms yeah. and like things and like the descriptions of like food in relation to sex. Yeah. It got to be too much. I just think I just think they me. didn't have anything in common and you could feel that as a reader because they didn't have anything else to talk about mm. than those things. Like, you know, you've, uh, there's been times I've had conversations with people and I'm like, okay, I can only stick to these three topics because anything outside of this will reveal how much, like, how, how much we have nothing in common, you know, so you stick very strictly to that. And that's how I I felt about that. Uh, The last term that I want to talk about before we talk about the very, very slight plot of this book is (laughs) hockey hookers versus puck bunnies. (laughs) Which one is your favorite? Well, I like 
puck bunny. I do too. I think that's I think super sounds, cute, and I think it's I mean, classy. And I, I think it's classy. Well, like, I, well, I also feel like it's not. It doesn't feel derogatory. No, I agree. Or whatever. I mean, they're both derogatory, but I agree. It sounds less derogatory yeah. than hookers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like especially because they're not taking money. I know, and also I, I fuck do for free. Also, like, so she makes so many comments about the hockey hookers and puck bunnies. Yeah, it's not even coming from him where he's like, "Oh, all these girls are sluts." Like she's the one who's like saying that, and I'm like, there is nothing wrong with wanting to jump on a cock. And if you're really into some person you see on TV, as long as you are not stalking them or <laughs> like if they're just at a regular bar and yeah. you have the chance to hit on them, like do your thing. If he also, wants to have sex with you, good for you. Then you have a nice story. And But Bridget, think about know. it. Like what I really think, made her any different than any of the hockey hookers or puck bunnies? That like, her brother was in the NHL? <laughs> that's, the, that's the only difference. Like so she's had like a one night stand with him and she says it. I had a yeah. one night stand with him. Yeah. She wasn't expecting to do anything more. And so she, she very well could have just been somebody he fucked. Sure. And moved on. She would have been a puck bunny like the rest of the girls. She who, was, who said put, she was ashamed of herself. Like so yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's. It, it makes no sense. It's just because they ended up together, and well, now you're not a, not skanky. Right. She's like, not a whore. She's my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. She's my girlfriend. Don't, don't you <laughs> don't you talk about her? Don't you, you talk about her? Let me fuck her in the locker room you during know, a game that you want me to come back in. Oh God. Um, <laughs> I this like, entire book. I want to hear your thoughts. On is that. her being 22 years old? Yeah. And he is desperately trying to be with her. He is sending her flowers every day. He is sending her gifts every day. He is rearranging his schedule to be with her. He invites her to meet his parents. He can see his hometown. He is doing all of the things that would indicate, I want to be with you and be in a relationship, not just have sex with you. If you want to just have sex with someone, you text them at 1.30. What you up? <laughs> what you doing? One book? Like, you don't buy them literally thousands and thousands of dollars of gifts and flowers because yeah. you don't have to. I mean... It makes no sense to me that she doesn't understand that he likes her. Yeah. Well, I thought she it just carried on too long. Too Especially long. when when he finally he's there and he's trying to like say like I want to and she's like eh, eh. and I'm like what are you doing, girl? Like, yeah. well, he's just a hook whore. And yeah. I'm like, and also what? I don't like that part of the book, right? What? Like, okay, so much slut shaming all the way around. So much. Okay. If a girl want a dick and a hockey player give her a dick, everybody happy. If a girl says she want it. The girl says she need, don't you keep her waiting? Yeah. Give it to her, please. You know how I feel, yes, Bridget. Yes. Okay. So him having like this past, and, and I also don't like that they wiped it away. They were like, oh, he explained it away that it never really happened. Yeah. It's like, no, if he could get all this tail. But also it's fine. He was 18 years old and he, he was, was making millions of yes, dollars. And, and he should have been fucking. And, and nobody said, safe and and not nobody said like, oh, he was having unsafe sex or right. this sort of thing. Right. And the fact that she's like, oh, you slept with me knowing you had this huge past. Like, you did not ask any questions oh, when you guys yeah. were banging. Also, you could have looked up his past on the internet. Exactly, which I would have done. And also, wouldn't you be excited if he could handle three women in the same night? I'd be like, um, what's that stuff on me? What's, what's that stuff on me? It's going to be a big night. going to be a good night. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I'd be like, Bridget, he can keep it up. He could get it up multiple times, Bridget. possibly. He can use his hands because if you fucking one person in those three people, you gotta be using some sort of hands. You gotta use your mouth. Some there's other things that are happening. I would have been. Yeah, I thought it was insane that she keeps on with it for fucking ever. I was like, you gotta let it go. The equivalent to that. She's twenty two, but like you're a child. But think about it. You're doing that is really true because I'm like twenty two. I was like, oh god, I was so stupid. But 
the equivalent would be if he was dating her and she had slept with a lot of guys and every time she had thrown he had thrown that in her face and when you think about it that way yeah that's really fucked up, fucked up. It's like oh you slept with that many guys you're slut you're yeah. slutty i still want to be with you and and whatever and it might be yeah. all right but you're still a slut like yeah. you, that when like, why did he even want to be with her she was so mean to him yeah like i don't understand that yeah like you judgment goes both ways I agree. <laughs> and you both had a one night stand and you had very unprotected sex with no testing <laughs> no, she said they used a condom, but she went to get tested anyways because he condom- he he was a little sketch. They like they they were mid having about to have sex. They didn't want to go get a condom or whatever, and they did that shit willy nilly. Like no, oh, the, the first time they had sex or later? No, no, later on. Oh, but when she had already been tested. Oh, okay, okay. I was talking about the first time. Yeah, but they oh, like, yeah, later they were like, uh, should I get a condom? But this is like She's his like, tip well, was in. I'm on the pill, and I was like. And he's like, yeah, I should. I'm like, no, you should. Yes, please. You Until I see your should. test results. You guys don't know each other. You yeah. have no you trust between you. Met. And <laughs> she thinks he's a whore. So it still doesn't make any sense to me no, that she would let that in. It doesn't make any sense to me. There's some things in here I was like, okay. this doesn't make any sense. I completely forget. Okay, so one of the things that I was most angry about is that he had no respect for her feelings about him at all. He just liked her. And so he was relentless. In his pursuit of her. Yeah. He, like, found out her phone number, found out all her socials, like, stalked her on her brother's account, which I actually don't think is that bad because everyone does that. Yeah. But then he found her work email and emailed her at work, which I was like, yo, not a pro. That's a, that's a boundary. <laughs> he went to her work. That's a hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass on that. He, like, sat outside her house, which, again, I'm like, that's weird, but better than going to someone's employed office. Yeah. Where she could get fired. And that was weird. But what was the reason that also, she stops talking to him the first time? Because she stopped talking to him two separate times. So the first time she stopped talking to him, she was it was one, she wanted to be a one-night stand or okay. whatever. And then she saw his past, like the stuff that he had oh. done. So that's when she first stopped talking to so him. So it was literally just, she didn't give him, she like, oh, she yeah, was like she, deleting his Yeah, his she emails, just saw that he was like a man whore online or whatever. And, didn't, and that was it. And that was it. Okay. Because I was like, I don't even remember what the first, so and there I was, was like, no, so there was thin. nothing that happened. Yeah. No, he, was, he didn't do anything. Like, okay. nothing had changed in their, their meeting of the minds agreement to have this one night stand. <coughs> Excuse me. She got new information. She didn't like it. And so she was like, mm, I can't mess with, I can't mess with him. Which I would say that she's not so far above board that she should be that judgy because she tricked her stepbrother into thinking that he inappropriately felt her up while drunk one time, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Which I had to rewind because I was like, I thought they fucked like, or something. First of all, I, I, I thought he, he was the original hockey player. Did you think that? Yeah, he, me too. I had to reread that. Because their, their relationship, I mean, it didn't make sense to me there how why he was so protective of yeah. her or whatever. And then they tried to give it an explanation later, like, oh, that hockey player fucked her over and sure. he had kind of picked up the pieces and helped her or whatever. Yeah. But I still felt that it was really thin I for how they dated. He kept and he, I thought he was like secretly in love with her. Yeah. But he couldn't be with her because their, their parents got married. Exactly. And then I was like, thruple. I know. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. It makes absolutely no sense because it would have been better if he was just in love with her secretly. It would have been weird, but I feel like if you are an adult, because they're 22, but like, let's say their parents got married at 18. It's not like you grew up being brother and sister. Yeah. That's what, that's how I felt. I, I felt like they didn't grow up, grow up together as brother and sister. So it's like, I'm like, chill out, bro. Yeah. 
But like, also, I think, I mean, it was fine that he's protective. Also, he's a piece of shit horn dog. he even admits. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense that he would be worried about her dating other <laughs> hockey players because he doesn't want her to be treated the way he treats other women. I mean, that's always how it is. If you ever had that guy yeah. who's like always thinks you're cheating or that sort of thing, it's because like he's either cheating or he was like the serial cheater in his last relationships and stuff. Yeah. It's always, that's always how it works. But Buck, I guess, I guess it could set up a plot for like another book if he was like super in love with her, kind of like Fury mm. in The Black Dagger. Mm-hmm. Like if he was super in love with her and it was something he had to get over and when he was falling in love with someone else, that yeah. could be an obstacle. Yeah. I didn't feel like the obstacles in this book were that great. I they were like, nothing. They were like, Mwah. I mean, would I be offended if someone asked me to move in and then that same day was on national television saying, we're just friends? Yes, but also do I know that they're a public figure and that they he already explained he doesn't put out his yeah. real private information? Yes, he did. He yeah. told you that. Now, was it douchey to not tell you ahead of time? Hey, if yes. someone asked me this question, I'm going to say we're friends because of XYZ reasoning? Yes. Yeah. Especially because... In the text, it states he knew this question was coming. Right. So it's like, mm. Yeah, so he should have for sure given her a heads up. So she at yeah. least was like at home or at the bar already and not waiting in the same hallway and watching oh, yeah. it happen. But also I felt like she got way crazier. Like, I think... She I changed don't, her number. I don't think... Yeah, that's insane. And she moved. I don't think it's worth... It to always hear someone out. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of times where a hard break is the appropriate response. However, in this instance, if he is spending a literal month calling, texting, driving by, like every single day, you probably should just listen to his fucking voicemail and at least meet him in person and say, fuck off, I never want to see you again. So he leaves you alone. Because at this point, he's clearly not picking up what you're putting down, which is <laughs> I don't want to see you. Yeah. Even though every person in your life has said that. And well, I feel like at that point, you need to like bring, be like, hey, Buck, I need you to come with me and have Buck stand right behind you so nothing bad happens to you. And then you need to say, hey, that was not cool. So I don't want to date you anymore. Yeah. Well, like, so there's this kind of thing with... I mean, human beings in general, right? This is your body. You control it. You get to do what you want with it. But sometimes I feel like when you enter into some sort of relationship with someone, you are entering into an agreement whether you like it or not, Mm -hmm. right? So, um, and then there's some caveats that change that, like the hard passes, like if someone's beating you, like, you know what I mean? I, I think it's respectful to if you're breaking up a relationship that wasn't abusive, it wasn't whatever, to give it that end conversation. I agree. You know, 100%. like, it's kind of like... It's juvenile to just literally give someone the silent treatment. Yeah. I just, I don't believe in that. It's like, when I decided to, like, fuck you, I decided that at the end of this, I'm going to give you a conversation. Yeah. Like, and that's just how I feel about it. So, the I know... conversation can be short. It can just be... Oh, yeah. You hurt my feelings. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> that's you know fine. I mean? But there needs to be something. Yeah. And, and if, as long as you, uh, obviously, like, not feeling threatened and not mm-hmm. feeling like this is going to end poorly that mm-hmm. way. Um, but... <sighs> I really felt like he explained to her that he was a public figure. Sure. He needed to appear single. This is so stock standard for celebrities and yeah. things like that. And she's yeah. been around hockey for so long yeah. uh, with her brother in the N- NHL right. that I was like, girl, you know the drill. Yeah. Like I have so many times told my boyfriends like 
in public, you don't exist because I need to get X, Y, Z done. And they're like, cool. Yeah. And I ain't no celebrity. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, it's just easier sometimes to go out and not have an attachment if you're trying to move through the world as a woman. Sure. It's just how it is. Sure. Um, so I, like... It I was, think it was insane. I thought I thought she She's was so juvenile. Yeah, I thought she was twenty two, man. Yeah, I was like, come on. Yeah, like, like I wish she had been twenty six, and then this could have been a more mature response. Yes, because <laughs> I thought it was so crazy. I they could have had the fight there. They could have had like right you know then. what I mean. Like right then, that could have been. The fight like between he sees them. her face and they go into the locker room and she's like, no, no, yeah, not cool. I'm sorry, I thought I could deal, but I can't. Yeah. So if you can't acknowledge me publicly, we can't date. Yeah. Bam, solved it. There it is. Solved it. <laughs> Hashtag you're welcome. Yeah. She's okay to have the need to yeah. want that, even though I'm like, girl, he's gonna get paid more money if you let him be single. Let him be single. But you know how I like that money, bro. Like that money. You like that sugar daddy. Bridge, you know my sexy word is residual income. You whisper it to me and sploosh. <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. Would like, I mean, he makes $8 million a year, so it's like he doesn't need that much more. It, it doesn't matter. I, I feel like the, I, I feel like the, like the poor kid in me, doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't care either. You know? I would have been like, I'm sorry, how much money are you going to get paid for that? $10 million? Great. Great. I will be your hermit fucker <laughs> in the basement. Thank you. This will Please be our, order me food. We'll be role-playing. <laughs> Take me out into the backyard sometimes to get sun. <laughs> what I didn't like about him is that he – I'm going to give you a quote. This is not my favorite quote. It's just okay. a quote. He said, I, I get it if you need more time, but I care about you too much to walk away. No, that's not how relationships work. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you care too much, if she doesn't care also, or vice versa, if that was a girl saying it. Like, he has no respect for the fact that she, I agree with you. I think she owed him a conversation. I think it was juvenile as hell. However, I also think she's entitled to say no, yeah. and you need to leave her alone and stop showing up at her job and at her house. <laughs> yeah. That's so scary. Yeah, that's really like, scary. Like, you're a big-ass hockey player. Yeah. Like, no. That, so you just nailed something, and, and I don't know if this should be this way or not, but it just is. Guys who are bigger in stature, like, have to be more careful yeah. of how they approach women because... He locked her in an office yeah. with him. Like, But even like, even not even that, right? Yeah. Even if you're both standing in a hallway, but she's backed up, up against the wall. Not yeah. even like you pushed her there. It's yeah. just that she's in the corner. Yeah. As a woman, you will feel more threatened in that, yeah. in that position. You think as a guy, you're just like, oh, I'm just a guy. I'm having a conversation. And she's like, how am I going to get around him and make sure this doesn't escalate? Yeah. And I think that's... Uh, like a nuance that sometimes guys don't understand when yeah. they're like big ass freaking yeah. <laughs> like behemoths or whatever. I know. And it's not fair, but it's also like the same way that I have very large boobs and I know that I cannot wear certain clothes because they represent <laughs> separately from me. Yes. They represent on their own. They are a separate entity as this book tells us. <laughs> They represent something that I am not willing to follow through on. Mm -hmm. And so they cannot come out. The girls have to stay home a lot because because it is it. Like, it's not right. It's not right. It's just fat. Yes. It's like, like, that's like I told you, man. I don't wear leggings because I have a big ass readers. I have a lovely, beautiful, big ass. (laughs) Four times the size of my butt. (laughs) We weigh like the exact same amount. And and (laughs) My and mine are, is all my boobs are ten times the size of yours, we, and your butt is ten times. We're the like size the of, opposites. Yeah. Like Bridget has all the boobs, all I have the, none, yeah, and I have all the ass. <laughs> yes. And if I wear leggings in certain neighborhoods, yeah. guys will turn their cars around. They will follow me down the street. Scary thing. It is scary as hell. Why I have, people do that? I've had people do that too, and I'm like, 
That and no, at, at no point will that ever score you a hello, let alone a date. That just scores like me dialing nine one one as an emergency as a, precaution. You're like, you're like ducking into like stores and <laughs> yeah. stuff, trying to like wait it out. It is really Who terrifying. That's a good idea. Let me, no. any, let me just pop a quick Yui squeak. You're like, ah, I'm gonna get murdered. Kidnap. I feel like on the other end, they think like, oh, that's my soulmate. They have to think that intensely about it. I feel like to turn Honestly, your whole car around. Brain. I think it's animal. But that's brain. what I mean. Like your an- the animal brain, not like the intellectual. Like, oh blah, yeah. Blah, blah. No, it just you it know? just it's like she is right on top of of whatever they have oh, any yeah. sort of comments I've, I've had so many guys just feel they were so entitled to my body and had to duck and weave and bob mm. and whatever it had to do them to, of that notion yes I'm you sorry. know or read Can them I? everything about their life yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, i know it's like it shouldn't be but it is I do think she feels entitled to touch his penis while he's asleep, which I totally agreed with. I actually thought that was one of my favorite scenes. I don't love that she calls his penis all his weird names, but I have also laid next to a lover and gently stroked their penis so it wouldn't wake them up because I wanted to watch it grow. Yes. I think it's fascinating. I was I was like, oh, that's realistic because yeah. I have done that. And that is so funny. And it, if it was your first uncircumcised penis, I would absolutely, you have to. You got to see what's going on. The first uncircumcised one, you're like, um. Is this what sh- penises are supposed to be? <laughs> I don't think I even had that thought. I thought something was wrong with it. Like oh. the first one I ever saw, I was like, I was like, what? Like, what's what, um, what, where is it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like depending on the size, like it, the head is not out. No. So it's just that, that flap that's yeah. hanging over. Yeah. And I was very much like. Did, was there a birth defect that made like <laughs> I had no idea what I was looking at because I hadn't seen it in porn. Yeah. Like and then when it grows, you're like, oh hello, 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 hello Eskimo friend. Joe. Hello. Oh look at you, little look cutie you. peeking out. <laughs> look at you, that little pink nose. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, you're pink. <laughs> Uh, and she thought it was cute too because she dressed it up later in a little cape. Oh my god, which I thought was so weird. When she almost suffocated his cock, she was killed. Him. <laughs> I just thought it was so weird that she dressed him up and tied a little cape around it and made it into a superhero. I feel like it's one thing to like think those things and say them, and it's quite another to literally put googly eyes on someone's <laughs> penis and put a cape on it. I feel like I have been that weird person. <laughs> I'm not going to go into any details, but I will say that I get goofy sometimes. There was and costumes involved. And that, that's something that's in the wheelhouse of something I may do, like, or have may, may have, like, have done. Okay. <laughs> so I, I had to give her that one. I'm like, okay. Okay. I actually, if you have a weird partner or you have a partner who's just goofy and I mean, down I'm for goofy, whatever. I I just wouldn't dress it up. Like, Let's see. First of all, maybe because I'm not And crafty. drawing on it. Absolutely. Never. Put a little face on it. You no. never you never made that. I have no I've like Oh my god. Talk to it and petted it. But I've never been When your husband's asleep, I need you to never, get a sharpie. I would never do that. That's insane. Let him First wake of all, up. The ink is on the penis and then that's unhealthy. But then it's also now gonna be inside me and that's unhealthy. And no, no, I'm not gonna do that. That's so crazy. Also, he would not be happy. He'd be he'd so be he'd be so he'd mad. Be so like he thinks I'm weird enough. Oh my god, can you please tell the listeners uh what Leo did the other day when he couldn't when Molly was crying and he couldn't get her outfit off. Oh my god. So this is not a sexual story, it's just hysterical. My husband is Literally one of the smartest people I've ever met. I mean, his IQ is off the charts. He's so quick-witted and logical and, like, very focused. And 
he also is sometimes just real dumb. <laughs> and like, and dumb in the sense of uh, one of my friends has the best saying of all time. And it is look with your eyes and not with your mouth. That's what her grandma used to say to her. Look with your eyes and not with your mouth. Like when you're looking for something. Yeah. So I say that to my husband. I thought it was hands. Time. No, it's look with your eyes. Like look, look around. No, look with your eyes and not with your. No, not with your mouth. Like don't j- talk like, I can't find my thing. Me, oh, me, me, got me, it, me. Got it. It's like, no, just fucking look for it and find <laughs> it. And so I say that to my husband all the time because he's the king of like, I can't find it. And it's like literally right in front of him or right where he left it. Or it's hanging on the hook that it's supposed to be on. And I'm like, look with your eyes and stop asking me stuff or mouthing off about it. Anyways, so our our infant had a poop explosion uh, while Shawnee and I were actually recording a different episode of this podcast. And we came out and I was like, oh, why did you take off her outfit? And he's like, he's like, I had to cut it off. And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, I don't know how you got it over her head the first time, but I couldn't get it over her head. So I just got the scissors. I had to cut it off. It was an emergency. <laughs> and I was like, did you look for the buttons at the neck? And he's like, what buttons? And I was like, well, there's buttons. And so, cause she has a big head to get her head out. And he's like, I didn't see any buttons. And I was like, but did you look for them? I mean, this is our second kid. Like, They're like four big snaps. <laughs> They're huge. On this outfit. And he, he just was, cut that shit off. He was, he was so steadfastly sure about his decision. He was like, I cut it off. I'll, like, obviously, like, how else would one get a baby out of an outfit? Me and Sha, I almost peed in my pants. It's yes. a good thing I do a lot of kegels. Yes. I've been working so hard on my I pelvic my, floor health I because I was dying. But that's my life with him. I, I literally, it took me three seconds for it to sink in what he said because I was so sure that's not what could have happened. Because it's insane. Because it's not even like she was in one of those, because there are some baby outfits that are too complicated. Yeah. And I've been there where I'm like frustratedly like trying to get these little ass buttons out and I'm like, motherfucking buttons, I'm never wearing this again. But like, it was just a regular long sleeve shirt with two buttons at the back. I mean... <laughs> I mean, she's I mean, literally, it's the exact same one our other kid used to wear because she's just rewearing all her clothes. Yeah. Oh, that man, too funny. <laughs> anyway, I, I like that segue. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I like that, that, that tangent because that shit just had me rolling. <laughs> what about, speaking of parents, uh, how mad oh. would you have been if your oh. boyfriend's mom walked into his room while she knew that you were staying in there sleeping with him and... She just busts in and sees him fingering you. I would have been like, we are leaving right the fuck now. Oh, yeah. Which I think another, I think her being 22 is also like, explains the response to that. Because one, the mom deserved what she got for walking in. Yeah, he's a grown ass hockey player, man with a grown ass girlfriend in there that you let be in there. And how unwelcoming is it of you to walk not into knock. their, to not knock. Even if they're like, not doing you anything make, sexual. You make Kira knock. She's a two. Yes, <laughs> yes you, you have know? to knock. You have to knock, you know? And so she just busts in. I'm like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Like, yeah. and, and he, and he like gave, he told it to her. That was oh, the one yeah. time I was like, okay, I kind of like you. Cause he was like, you can't do that. You don't run my life. That is not okay. You need to apologize. Yeah. And I think that like most people, um, and I had this with my partner, which is, if that's your mom, like you snatch up your own mom. It's not my job 100%. to go to your mom and tell her off. I won't do that because the respect that needs to happen there yeah. and that's, some, that's someone's mom, I yep. can't do it. So you need to snatch up your own mom. And also 
coming from you can be a way different feeling for her than coming from me. I'm an outsider to her. Exactly. You're her kid. It, it has to come from you. Because if it comes from me, then she's going to be like, she hates me. She remember me. And then that's the way that people get in like horrible disputes with their in-laws. Yeah. Because whichever spouse is in charge of that parent side doesn't put the foot down. Yeah. Foot is down. That was, I mean, like. <sighs> and they didn't leave. He didn't say like, mom, she doesn't want to leave because she doesn't want to hurt your feelings. But I'm taking her to a hotel yeah, because that I thought, was inappropriate. I thought that should have happened. I thought he should have been like, nope, and seen. Like, yeah. we're going to Airbnb right now. <laughs> you yeah. know? It takes like two seconds to book an Airbnb. But like, I definitely, this was one of the biggest fights I had with my partner was about him snatching up his mom. Mm. Like, I never encountered, um, I never had like a mother-in-law or like, um, uh, what do you call it? So everybody, like your I, parents or yeah, whatever. like every boyfriend I ever had growing up had like really racist parents, mm-hmm. right? So like I could never really be at their house or like I could never, you know. So I never had, I never had this like dynamic of having like a mother-in-law type person who I could go and cook with and go mm-hmm. do. And I always wanted that so badly mm-hmm. to have somebody I could like, sure, you know, be a part of their family. Yeah, Shawnee is brown, by the way. In I case am you're a new listener and. <laughs> Like, but, and I come from a big family you and do. we're Costa Rican too. And like, yeah. you know, so that's a part of the culture. And I really want to have deference to someone's mom, you know? And so my partner I have now is the first partner I ever had who's like, mom wasn't just outwardly racist, you know? And she was really nice when I met her or whatever. But very quickly came to see that uh, she would make things up in like her own mind about me. Mm. Like, she would be given one like piece of information, like the sky is green, and she would she would build a world that did not exist off of this, and then come at me and accuse me of things that I'd be like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. And he let that fly for too long, like until one day, <laughs> one day she sent the most absurd three-page email of like accusations of things or whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like if you don't snatch up your mom right now like i'm out of here i'm not doing this Mm -hmm. whole thing because i I don't i believe if you're if like families can't get along like i don't want to be in the family that can't get along Mm. it's it from the bat if if it's that way from the jump i don't want to be there so like that was the first time he had to go to his mom be like yo you're doing some crazy ass bullshit right now (laughs) and i'm gonna need you to have like several seats and take a big as chill pill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have not seen his mom in four years. Nah. I have managed to not, because that, that was the last straw for me. I was like, I tried my best. I gave it my all. I won't disrespect her, so I just don't put myself in the same mm. space as her whatsoever. And I it's realized. It's so hard. It's crazy. Like, uh, so Leo's family is Korean, and they wanted me to be Korean. I mean, they have said that to him directly. Before we got married, we, want, we wish she was Korean. And he's like, well, she's white. And she's not Korean, so... <laughs> Surprise! And, like, and and I would like to definitely state that Leo is 100% on Team Bridget. He would, I mean, do anything to his parents. He would never speak to them again if they hurt my feelings or did something horrible to me. Like, if, if his mom or dad had sent that email to me, he would have lost his motherfucking mind. Like, he is all about whatever it is that I need or our kids need to be happy and healthy. Everything else can go fuck off as far as he's concerned, which is very nice. And also, it's sometimes alarming because I'm like, yeah, but they are your parents and they are our kids' grandparents. So, like, we can, we can, you know, it's fine. Yeah. They're not that bad. 
but it is really challenging. Like his mom, um, and I had a conversation and partially there's like a little bit of a language barrier, uh, for things. And also there's just a cultural barrier and it's really difficult because I've asked her so many times in the last five years, like, I would love for you to teach me how to cook. Like she knows how to cook all these amazing things, but I think she doesn't believe me. (laughs) I honestly think she just doesn't think that I want to because I'm not Korean. And I've been like, Hey, I'll come over. Hey, I'll, I mean like, obviously I don't do it anymore. So I'm like, it's been five years. She's never going to do it. But you know, I would invite them to like see our kids all the time, but they have a lot of like cultural things about like when it's appropriate to come over and like if Leo's not here they won't come and like all these different things it's really really challenging because like you like I think it would be so much easier if I could just like pop by drop my kids off like cook some food with them say hey and then like come back and and it's just easy yeah like seeing them isn't like oh we have to see them again it would be great if it I mean with his sister we see his sister and and it's great but with his parents, it, it can be really challenging. It's that That's so weird for me because, like, in my culture and how I always grew up, if my sibling has a spouse, mm-hmm. their whole family comes into our family. Like, I know yeah. my sister's husband's whole family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how that works. So, yeah. so honestly, I find that dating outside of my culture or even similar culture mm-hmm. is has been a little bit difficult yeah. in terms of how welcome and lovey I feel and able to express and how they express things yeah because like the first Christmas together for instance he didn't tell me that they're a gift-giving family oh okay he's like well I don't know what they want and I was like okay well like are gifts important are gifts not important do people give experiences do people give physical things so we did not come appropriately prepared which I get blamed for because I'm the woman woman, which is another cultural thing that I have a really hard time with them is that I have to constantly say, if you want to see your son, you have to call him. I'm not going to drag him here. I'm his wife. I like, if he doesn't want to come, then that's on you to repair that relationship with him. That's not my job. And it used to be my job. A generation ago, it was my job to like, make sure everyone was always invited and bring everyone together constantly and like, try to smooth everything over. And I've told them, I'm like, he's your kid. It's not, it can't, it, it could be my job. And I choose for it not to be. Because I am not the go-between between you and your son. I also think that puts a strain on you and him. It does. Yeah. Because he, why? It, like, why am I going to force? It's interesting because my mom actually told me that my grandfather did not get along with his family. And they grew up in the Depression and things were really hard and there was abuse and stuff in the home. And one of his brothers, like, literally left the family and just, like, never came back again. They never knew what happened to him. Because, again, it was the Depression. They couldn't feed everyone. So, like, people were just trying to make a living and trying to figure it out. And he never, ever wanted to see his family, his siblings, ever. But my grandma forced him to go see them with some regularity because they lived like 25 minutes away or 30 minutes away. And he, my mom said he never spoke a word in front of them. He would just sit in a chair and not say anything. And I'm like, how is that better? (laughs) Because you know they had fights about it. Yeah. You know he was like, I don't want to go. And she's like, we have to go. Because it looks better, or whatever the case used to be. Yeah. Whereas I'm kind of like, if you don't want to go, or your parent, I'm not going to force you to go sit with your parents, because then I have to the whole time just talk. I don't know. It's just a very uncomfortable, like, it, yeah, yeah. It's just very yeah. uncomfortable. I like, though, I like, though, that Leo's, like, team Bridget. There's, 100%. There's, there's, like, nothing better than having feeling like your partner is, like, already on your team before you even know you need that needs something oh, 100%. done you know 100%. what i mean because like, i know that they say things in front of me but oh, in korean 
Yeah. And he's like, no, that's not true. <laughs> he's like, no, stop. But like, or they say things like, oh, maybe Kira's like so well-mannered because she's the dopest two-year-old. Maybe she's so well-mannered because she goes to school versus like, and I'm like, and Leo's like, no, it's Bridget. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's me. It's like, I mean, I follow those parenting guidelines. <laughs> I lo- see, I like that. I mean, for me, that's just like the, the it's feeling. Respectful. It's like respectful. Like you chose to be my, my somebody. Yeah. And you better have my back first. I feel like that that part when you say like partner, it means yeah. like you're, you're it's almost like you're back to back. One you face it one this way. So yeah. anything that comes, you're yeah. like Bob and we, Bob and we. And same, like I've yeah. had to defend him to my parents. Not my dad actually, because my dad loves Leo and they get along great, but I've had to step in and be like, That's not cool, that's not true. Yeah. Like if you're telling people that that's not fair and not true. Like yeah. I've had to definitely step in. That's hard. Put the put the, like, the foot down. My heart is super open until it's not. Yeah. And once those are like iron gates. Once they close, yeah. like <laughs> you're dead to me. <laughs> Unlike our heroine of this book, Thank who I love how you brought that back. You're welcome. Who the gates closed, but little flowers crept through, <laughs> and then the gates opened back up with his magical dick. <laughs> Which is the only reason she's with them. Can we just, let's just wrap up At this least plot. she had, at least he she wins had the, the cop. So he does this interview. This is how he apologizes. He does an Ugh. interview on national television. Which, to be fair, she refuses to answer any of the hundred ways he's trying to contact her. So it's really his only option. Okay. And so, okay. It's, I mean, he tried all the other ways. Yes. and But also, like, stop trying is probably the way to go. But, okay, fine. So he does this interview, clears the air. Then they win the Stanley Cup. Which is a huge deal. I know you're not a hockey fan, but I can tell you right now, winning the Stanley Cup is enormous. When you win the Stanley Cup in Chicago, there is a parade. Oh. People lose their fucking minds in Chicago. Is this like white girl wasted type day? Yes. Yes. Like week, month. I mean, people lose their minds. I love this. People are so happy. The cup goes all down the parade. It goes all around Chicago. If you get the chance to kiss the cup, it's like a huge thing. They like, it's, it's huge to win it. The fact that he bogarts his whole team and organization by telling her he loves her into the mics is, I think, bullshit. <laughs> I would, if I was his teammate, I would fucking kneecap him. I'd be like, you're an asshole. We just won the Stanley Cup, and now your bullshit romance drama is going to eclipse this hard work of an entire year. Because the hockey seasons are really long. I have, like, no frame of reference for this other than, like, if somebody won an Oscar and, like, you know, five people Seriously. go up there. But one person is, like, does a marriage. Monica, I love you. Yeah. And then and then they all get played off and they're, yeah. like, it took us 20 years to yeah. win this Oscar. It's, exact, it's, like, basically the same thing. It's insane. Uh, yeah, anyway, she forgives him. And then he proposes at the end. And I just want to say about the proposal that she finds the ring. He had this whole plan. And I was like, okay, it's good to have a plan. It's going to be romantic. She finds the ring, though, and she's naked on top of him. They're about to fuck. And instead of just putting it in her and then just letting her ride him while he proposes to an orgasm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, you the got dream. shift plans. That's a dream. You got shift plans. <laughs> he uh, makes her put a shirt on and then gets down on one knee. And then gives a lame proposal. Yeah. It's just like, will you marry me? And she's like, Yes. She's 22. He's 25. He says, oh, we can wait a year or two or however long you want. I just want you to be mine. And I'm like, mm. I don't like it. Anyways, I, I didn't like well, the ending. I didn't like the book. So this is my, <laughs> that's all I have to say. So, so I, I mean, in, my fa- dad tried. <laughs> in fairness, my dad always said like, 
he was like, Shani, you're not going to get married. You're too old and you know too much. He's like, you got to, he's like, marriage is for the young and stupid. And 25 and 22 is the right at that age. Yeah, where but you, I got married at 28, How old was I when I got married? You weren't over 30. You weren't over 30. <laughs> but I mean, that's what, literally what he's always said. And he's right. I'm like, I'm not on this train. It does like, have to, it does take, know. it does take an enormous amount of hope and trust. Yeah. I agree. So one, the whole thing about him, like, I love you and whatever. The one thing I did appreciate when they got back together is that they started like making out and shit. But she was like, no, I need a conversation first. Like, yeah, we're not just going to fall back into this. We need a conversation, yeah. which I thought was like a, a grown up moment right there. Okay. Um, and uh, but the proposal, I was with you when he kept trying to stop it. I was like, bro. Bro, like, you got to go with it. You got to roll with it. It's hot. (laughs) You know? And it could have been a really fucking hot proposal scene. Like, it really could have missed missed it on that one. I I think this entire book missed the boat for me. I am going to go on in the limb and say I know what your rating is, but tell me what you thought about our heroine. So. Oh, my God. You're going (laughs) to trick me. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Give it to me. No, I'm just fucking with you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I gave her a three. What? Yeah, I did. Holy shit! I did. Dear listeners, I do you did. hear the incredulous tone of my voice? <laughs> what? I thought for sure you were gonna give her a one. I was convinced. Okay, okay. okay tell okay. me why. So I didn't give her a one. I li- <laughs> Three stars is the same as you gave some of the Black Dagger heroines. They sucked. <laughs> Well, so three is my like neutral rating where I'm just like, meh. Okay, you're meh. Or whatever. If I really hate them, then they really get the one. Okay. I didn't really hate her. I thought she was witty. I I like like a lot of the dialogue that they had and the banter that they had Mm -hmm. back and forth. Um, I like that she had a good job or whatever. Mm -hmm. I thought she was kind of stupid sometimes, but Mm -hmm. like I, I didn't think that there was enough like bad about her to like, to like just give her the most one. I thought the book in general is a one okay. <laughs> or whatnot but but i did find her rather amusing and she got me through the book more so than anything else and the sex like i like the book just because it had all the fucking and fun fact because i because i'm listening on <laughs> audio Susie bright is like the executive producer or uh-huh. something of this and she writes all the the sex um like how to she's like dr ruth oh. on audible oh, she's cool. like the dr ruth of audible so i was like oh this is interesting. Interesting. It's okay. a lot of sex in this book. There's and a lot of sex. Just in this a, book. another note: they teased BDSM in this book and never, never. did it. That was one of my main complaints. Oh. I, that's going to be my oh. quote. Is that my quote? I'll skip ahead. Skip, skip ahead. ahead. Skip ahead. Please tell me. The first chapter of the book is titled "What the Fuck Makes Violence So Hot," and I was like. Oh, it's about to get real. After he's like fighting on the thing, they're gonna have like hot, angry sex. Yeah. He's gonna hold her down, and he's gonna just get up in that. And I choking. was like, yeah, I was like, oh, it's gonna. No, nope, nope, not a thing. The, I mean, the she dirtiest. Was like, put a leash, like talking the, about putting yeah, a leash. Never. The dirtiest they ever do is have sex in the locker room. Yeah. In general, it was pretty. It was under the heading of vanilla, which hundred percent vanilla. You know, and I was like. But I kept teasing that it wasn't going to yeah. be, and I was yeah. so disappointed I in know. that. Uh, I gave her a two because I did not care for her at all. I thought the beginning of the book was great, and then she's super immature and annoying and always thinks the worst of him, and her internal sex monologue was not my jam. <laughs> what did you think about our, our Alex Winter hair? Uh, I gave him a two. Oh, my God, Shani, you're shocking me today. <sighs> I gave him a two. <laughs> I gave him a point. <laughs> Uh, I so I 
he lost the point. He lost a lot of points for me mm-hmm. for like going on national television mm-hmm. and like denying her without a conversation. Mm-hmm. I felt like his his reasoning was valid, mm-hmm. but there was no communication, and I thought that that like for me killed it right there. I, like, mm. I think also the narrator killed him for me because yeah. it made him sound like a weird, awkward, bruh, yeah, um, or whatever. Uh, he gains uh he gains point for the sex. I mean, I liked him in the sex scenes. I was like. I could very vividly imagine it, and they were nicely written. Yeah. I liked when he said, I'm going to fuck you till you can't walk. I was like, you can try. Mm-hmm. You can fucking try. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> hey. Are we ready? Uh, I, I didn't hate his dirty talk. I gave him a one, because stop showing up at people's work, yeah. you fucking crazy person. Yeah. She doesn't want to see you. You need to yeah. respect that hard boundary and mm-hmm. back the fuck off. I did not like that. It happened so many times. I said that he was mixed stalkery. Yeah. And I did not like it. <laughs> do you think he had a nice, I mean, they described he had a nice package, but the man's a stalker. <laughs> I called him McPuck Me Now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. McPuck Me Now. You know where he really lost the point for me, though? Yeah. So when he does the interview, um, and he, like, declares his love on the interview, it's mm-hmm. fine. Except he gives her, like, a copy of it. Like yeah. that, I was like, give it to her mom to jerk her. all the way off. Yeah, yeah, like she should have just seen that on her own. I agree. That's why he did it on national television, yeah. so she could see it on her own. Yeah, he shows up at her house again. <laughs> Stop showing up, you stalker! It is so not okay to keep showing up at people's houses and at people's new apartments that you stalked them to find the address. Well, people and keep, at their work. People keep doing this. So I wonder how effective it is. It's got to be. I mean, it's clearly effective. She agreed to marry him. You know. I, I, she's no. also 22. If people kept showing, I would be taking out a restraining order or getting my other, I'd be like, look, your career is being athletic. I will kneecap you. <laughs> do you want a baseball bat to the, or a hockey stick to the knees? Cause I will. Where's Buck now? Do it. <laughs> yeah. Where's my crazy yeah. does not give a fuck stepbrother yeah. who will run you over with his car if I ask him to. It's always nice to have a family member like that. Jesus. <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to tell you my other line and I only chose this because I did think that some of their sex scenes were hot, although generally I thought there was way too much beaver talk and Yeti talk yes. and all these other crazy words. Uh, why did we have hot, angry sex against the lockers if we could have had it here on this couch? I mean, God, Alex, you could have just bent me right over. And I was like, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, sure could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Also, sex against the lockers, though. <laughs> into it. Lowered expectations. I think it was perhaps not a great time to have done it. No. When the game was ending and everyone was going to come in, yeah, including your stepbrother. However, I was into it. You oh. could have just flicked the lock. You know how I feel about And then stalked towards her. The oh. carnal, animalistic. He was yeah. mad. Chaser, but then it was like too fighter. gentle still. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I really don't think he unleashed the full rage on her that she wanted. Yes. And I think that I imagine the locker room in my mind. And so, like, the lockers, it's always like lockers on one side, lockers on the other, and a bench in between. And to me... It's professional locker rooms, you mean? Yeah, I have no idea. This is the only locker room reference I have in my mm-hmm. mind. Like, it's like school, right? They're not like school lockers. Oh, that's what I see in my mind. Yeah, no. This is like... <laughs> it's like a really nice room. It's like carpeting. But it's got to have like a bench. That, that oh, one, 100%. That one lone... Oh, there's lots of benches. Long bench, you yeah, know? Yeah, there's all and kinds I'm like, of shit. I'm like, that's a great opportunity for a good ride. Seriously. Like, those are perfect for riding. I mean, honestly, he could have just fucked her all over that room. Yeah. I did not think he unleashed, as you said earlier, 
He didn't unleash it. (laughs) Nothing was unleashed. It was, she kept being like, ooh, he's so angry. I bet fucking him is going to be so good. And then it was the same. I mean, it was good, obviously, for her. He was making her come all the time, which is great, and eating her out and stuff. That's nice. But I wanted the beat. I wanted to unleash. You're talking about violence? Like, I I wanted wanted the beat. She wanted it. I wanted him to unleash. And, like, maybe at the end be like, did I go too far? And she's like, no, you could have gone further. You could have gone further. Yeah. Or, like, you just hit that line. You know? That's that yeah. type of thing. Uh, okay, let me tell you my favorite. Tell me, I have tell me. I have two favorite lines. Oh. I've been grabbing two now because cause you be greedy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like too. <laughs> uh, so one was this. Oh, so I like that every chapter had like a kind so, of like a, a funny name. A funny name, and so this was uh, Violet's um, leading up into a chapter, which was uh, right after the locker room sex scene. Okay, and it was just because it feels good doesn't mean it's a good idea. <laughs> How true. <laughs> uh, but also, that, I would not regret that. No. no I would no, never regret it. It's like, it, no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> it's like, if I knew it was going to happen ahead of time, like, how it was going to play out. Planned. I would have w- gone into the room with a lock and a couch. Yeah, but. I would plan differently. But go, looking backward, I'd be like, no regrets. Also, I'm sorry. I know that you're doing your lines. Oh, no, you're good. But I have to tell you that we didn't even talk about the locker scene. So now I had a thought. Isn't the obvious choice to get her out of there that she leaves with her brother? Yeah. I don't understand. She's like trying to climb into a bag and he's like, there's another way. And I thought he was going to be like, you can just go out and say you're visiting your brother. Yeah. And I was like, duh. <laughs> Does I mean, what? I honestly was like, that is such an obvious answer. They were not thinking. <laughs> did you not think that when you were reading? Oh, no, I did. Okay. Well, one, I just thought how absurd it was and she was talking about climbing in the smelly I mean, that ass was, bag. I could see the panic. I could like, see the, like, post-sex, everyone just saw me naked and I'm just panicking. You know. I could see it, I guess. See, I... It's not my personality, but I could see someone else doing it. I was just, like, so, borderline hyperventilating. It's weird because, like, there's sometimes where I'm, like, body shy and then sometimes I'm just not. Yeah. Like, at all. Right? And so, like, it's like going to Wee, to Wee Spa, like, the Korean yeah. spa. I'm body shy for, like, the first two minutes I'm there. I'm like, uh, and then I look around at all the bodies that just make me feel good about myself. And then I'm just like, okay, naked time. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. makes you feel so good. Body. If you haven't gone to the Korean spa or any spa where everybody's naked, it's just great. walking around, just do it for your self-esteem. It does great Yeah, because also the only naked people that you see are people in the media, and they're people who don't eat. Yeah. And they have personal trainers. Yeah. And so they are like eight feet tall and their abs go forever. And you're like, yeah. and they don't, don't got hip like dips. that. They don't have hip. They don't have hips. Anything. <laughs> don't have nothing. I mean, you like, know? they're tiny people. I like it. When I go to the Korean spa, my secret thing that I really like is that, like, everybody has different nipples. Yeah. Like, so different. They're different colors, different, colors, different shapes, shapes, different. Yeah. And as a postpartum doula, I know this. I've seen a of lot course, of nipples. Of course. But in general, at the spa, there's so many yeah. in one place at one time. Yeah. That it's just like, wow, and I, boob shapes. And, like, I, uh, you got the ski slopes, the ones yeah. the, that just <laughs> point back up. Like, <laughs> you, you know, yeah. I just, I, I. Ski jumping. The ski jumping ones, you know? jumping Like, I just love that. I don't know how I got on this topic. I though. really like about going there that everyone there has sex with someone. Most of them. I'll say 80%, 90%. Maybe some people don't want to have sex. But all those people, people want to have sex with those bodies. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, people want to have sex with my body, too. Because <laughs> you know you're like feeling bad about yourself, yeah. and you're like, why would like? But I don't look the way that other people look, or yeah. you're having insecurities and looking in the mirror, and then you just remember, somebody wants to fuck everybody, everybody, shape. everybody. Yo, shape. nothing like and that makes you feel good about yourself because you're like, I still got it. I honestly though have the self esteem of a hot man <laughs> because I look in the mirror and I'm like, 
you look good today. I tell my husband that all the time. I'm like, oh shit, babe, look at me. I look so good today. I showered. Yeah. That makes me so happy though. I was, just, I was dancing with Kira today and I was shaking my butt and my husband was like, he's like, you're trying to, trying to, trying to get me? He's like, still got it. And I was like, I still got it. Shake, shake, shake. That's actually interesting because like, I, I don't have body like I don't have too many body issues per se. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I ever had was that because I had a fibroid, I looked like I was pregnant mm. for a while, and so now I have this residual thing where I always feel like I look pregnant, mm. even though like my sister when it was like you don't look. Pregnant. I feel like I look pregnant all the time too, but also because I just had back to back pregnancies, <laughs> so I'm like, do I? Oh, do no. <laughs> it's like this also little my bump. boobs are even bigger than normal right now, which is annoying. And also, we're always looking down. Yeah in this angle but you like when you look down you also hunch so then your belly comes out more. yeah <laughs> you know and i remember one day like having to pick out a dress and being like oh my god i look pregnant i look fight my sister's like no it just took like a picture yeah and, and when i looked in the picture i looked totally different yeah than i was like seeing myself sure. in real life yeah. uh, and that was that was the one time i was like oh oh shit but in general i think like i'm a hot piece of ass i do too you know and like e- slice i'm always slightly bloated and like <laughs> i will be for the rest of my life my stomach yeah. just does that and i have and i also have no torso yeah. i'm like tiny torsoed person you do have a tiny torso i do so tiny <laughs> <laughs> big ass and no torso yeah. <laughs> like you know so i'll always have that what am i gonna yeah. do every day be like oh god who's gonna love it? And i'm like who I'm, wants this bump I who, who wants thighs. who wants this thick ass <laughs> yeah i got big boobs very <laughs> athletic underneath my chub and, and ain't nobody been complaining. Bridget. Nobody been turning away. If you want to feel good about your body, fuck the Korean spa. There's no better place than to either go to a poly group or a kink group. Okay. Tell me because why. people more match up. They either they match, well, they up, match based up based on, on their kinks, their not kinks, on their looks. Not necessarily on their looks. And you will see some couples that you're like, how? Why? When? Yeah. How is this possible? That, like, she wants to be tied up and treated like a puppy. Yeah. And he likes to he tie likes... people up and treat people like puppies. Exactly. Interesting. You know, and people are I connecting like on with their kinks and in their brains and not physically. Physically is something that follows with everything else. That's how I am. Anybody to me who catches my brain is sexy as fuck. I'm like, your body is hot. That was one thing at the beginning like, of the book. Again, I love the beginning when, when he like knows what book she's talking about and she's like, Oh, you just got hotter. hotter. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> he reads. He reads? I read? A you man know? who can read this? It's crazy. Yeah. And then every time I go to Poly Group, I am so shocked because there are um old, these old people in there that they ain't looking their best and their knees and stuff are all broken out and stuff. <laughs> and they are talking about how they have to fight off people, this old guy <laughs> who was like, I have too many women who are trying to get on this. And I, he's like, I can't balance it. And I'm looking at this <laughs> decrepit looking... <laughs> Uh, looking guy who just like, well, I won't be one of them, sir. <laughs> he came out of the crypt. I mean, I swear to God, Bridget. And I'm like, women are fighting to fuck him. I forget it. I will never believe that some, nobody, like, someone doesn't want to fuck me. If there's a guy who's yeah. hot, which I've always done this, but if there's somebody who's hot, I'm always like, you, you, sir, are fine. Yeah. <laughs> I've always done that. Yeah. I, I need you to know, just I'm in like, case you don't know. Clapping, go ass Guys always me. come to me and they're like, oh, you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, well, if they can do it, I can do it, okay. you know. And sometimes I'm like, I want to go out with you. And they'd be like, no. And I'd be like, okay. Like, I say, okay, too. I always tell everyone it's a numbers game. Yeah. You Guys are to, playing the numbers game. Playing, you need to play those numbers. <laughs> Do not. I know we're saying this on a romance novel podcast, but you don't always meet the person. You need to, to get to that person mm-hmm. that you are in the romance novel with. 
yes. for your happily ever after. Mm-hmm. You got a numbers game up to that point. He uh-huh. is the number that you pull after you've been chatting up all these other mofos mm-hmm. or mofems, as it were, whichever you prefer. <laughs> and yeah, you got to do it. You, you got to do it. You got to just. You just got to put your juju out there. That's what put I'm saying. Put juju out. See what comes you back. Put that energy out. Put that energy out. I keep telling your mom that. Put that energy I out. I tell my mom that constantly for like. the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, are you dating? She's like, I'm not in this space. I'm like, you, I'm like, you got to put that energy yeah, out. You do. Like when you walk into, I like to see. When you see older men, you know, you like check them out. And yes. You look for a ring. You got a ring, you walk. But you can still if check him out. Maybe he has a friend who needs Maybe. a wife. I mean, at her age, he could have a ring and she, his wife could be dead. Valid. <laughs> Valid. You know what I'm saying? Like, she he, might be, he might just be honoring the memory. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dude. Like, mm. you can still give a little, give a little smize. Hey. And smize. people have friends. That's what I just said. I'm like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed no, it. No. I'm ah. with you. I'm on your board. I'm you on know? your team. But like, <laughs> but like, do you ever go into a room and you feel sexy? Like, oh, you, yes. you feel ready to, to just nab and everyone. Yes. Like who? And you feel like your energy just like seeps into it the does, room. Because everyone's looking at you like, you're a tasty morsel. Oh, they yes. want to take a snack. And you're just like, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I have felt that way. And also, I'm like happy I'm not pregnant anymore because it's harder for me to feel that way while pregnant. Because I am not one of those people who feels sexy while pregnant. No, Bridget, uh, she feels like she's going to kill people. Yes, I <laughs> Also, I think it's, I was talking to my husband about this. I also think in general, it's harder when you're, if you have a partnership, whether you're two guys, two girls, a girl and a guy, whatever. If one person is going through something, especially something as, as body changing as pregnancy, and one of you isn't excited, that's tough. Mm. And neither of us, we are excited about the children. The process, we were like, we just got to get through it. <laughs> and that's tough. Had he been like super stoked about the way my body was changing yeah. and the baby and all this other stuff, I feel like his enthusiasm would have rubbed off on my experience of it. Yeah. Or at least would have like lightened it. But because he was just like, I mean, he was like supportive and like, what do you need? And I'll give you back massages and take you to get, you know, whatever, like do the things for you but he wasn't like appreciative of the process yeah nor was i so i understand it i understand but it was also more difficult because of that yo I whereas if he had been like i still want to like you know get all nasty up in there at least i would have been like okay let's okay that let's. is quite literally how my family is but like, i just don't care i'm just like, like we were both just like so then it just makes it harder because you're also no longer Feel, you don't feel like yourself anyways because you're pregnant. Yeah. But also, I, you, I'm you, i a very sexual person. And so then I was also like double A like, yeah. I don't feel like you want to get up in this. Yeah. Because he didn't, which is fair because I got pregnant and had to poke the baby. He thought he was going <laughs> to poke the baby. And I was like, baby, your dick is not that big. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like, you're no Alex Winters with a monster cock. You have a regular husband-sized penis that I enjoy. But... You're not poking nobody. I, I was know. like, you would not believe how far up my vagina my gynecologist has to stick her fingers to feel my cervix. Right. Your dick? You're like, is your whole arm in there? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I was like, that's uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, my family in general, and again, it may be cultural, when uh, a woman is pregnant, most of the time, they're very happy about the pregnancy in their body. They, like, feel sexy, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I love being pregnant, and whatever. Yeah. And, like, the guys are always over, like, 
overjoyed about it. It's like a very, yeah. you know, so yeah. I don't actually, when you're Especially saying. Especially I would assume in your dad's side of the family. Yes. Like. Because that's a very. They just keep making the babies. And I, and, and it's because the way that they see their friends and mother. Yeah. So they see that they maintain that sort of, and they, and the, the boys see their fathers like still lusting after the moms and oh, God, still getting yeah. down and dancing and dirty. And so that for them is normal. Whereas like. In our cultures, it's... And it's very normal to have sex when you're pregnant. It's I think it's normal to have sex. It's just like... Like, it's not It's not a taboo, and right. nobody thinks we they're going to kill the baby. We didn't think it was a baby. taboo. We just, like, like... No, no, I know you didn't. It's more difficult. You know, but there's some people who do. Yeah. A oh, friend of mine was weird. telling me, like, like in, her, in their family, like, you don't have sex when you're pregnant. And I'm like, what am I going to do for nine months? I just like, masturbated every day. Do you know what? It was fine. Like, that's, I, like I mean, first of all, I love to masturbate with Sometimes you don't need them. It's too much work to add them in. You're like, I, I got this. Yeah. I know I what to hit. But in three, seven, minutes. six, five, three, two, one, yeah. ding. Like, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Did I ever tell you I've never had a vibrator? Me neither. Because I'm afraid that I'll never leave, <laughs> leave my house. <laughs> we need to get a sponsor on the show that sells them so that we can test them out and then, and then just, like, lose it. our minds. Yeah. Let me talk about It'll it. It'll literally oh, lose my mind. Wait, actually, I, I won over Christmas a, I told you, I think I told you, a basket at the kink thing Ooh. of, like, five vibrators. You haven't tested any of them? They're just, like, at your house? They're at my house. And, and an anal vibrator that looks ginormously huge. Like, mm. a butt plug vibrator yeah. or whatever. I bet you that feels amazing. <laughs> I bet you it does. It is. It is huge. I'm like, how, how? Okay, sure. Like, I mean, not that it's huge that I feel, but the vibe. I have a feeling though. Imagine feels great. So, so I, I tried one for like for a minute, but yeah. it's so intense. I think if you're not used to vibrators, they just feel like the most crazily intense. Yeah, I think I'll lose my mind. Situation ever. Yeah. Like, and I think these were all the reject vibrators. Okay. Like, they were like, oh, it's the end of the year. It's a free <laughs> gift promotion. So there's one like that doesn't have a handle. You're actually holding the vibrator itself and it's like shaped like a kind of ice cream cone okay or whatever your hand goes numb like trying to oh. hold it <laughs> your hand just That's goes hilarious. numb or whatever but there's five in there i'm like what do i need five vibrators for i don't know maybe they're like for different moods i guess but i was just like i mean five seems excessive considering i've never owned one it's, it's excessive but i do think we need a sponsor i do think we have to go home try it out and then like talk about it okay we'll do it dear listeners we'll do it if you have any brands you like, let us know. Oh yeah, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's wrap this nonsense up today because I didn't like this book, and I'm gonna choose a review from Goodreads. All right, Kawehi reviews. I apologize if I butchered your name. Got an advanced reader copy. Good for you. She said, "I'm so sorry, readers. Please don't raise your pitchforks at me. There is basically no story." No character personality inkling or development, and no romance growth at all. I just don't get it. I love and adore hockey romances, but this one was painted with a male protagonist who had nothing going on except his libido, and a female who's supposed to be intelligent accountant, but acts like nothing more than an obnoxious bimbo adolescent teen. Accurate. Accurate. I didn't like any of the reviews on Audible. Everybody really liked it. I don't understand. It has four stars on Goodreads, too. And I'm like, minimum three-star book. I mean, honestly, but because I value the sex in a book higher than you do, like, you like the romance more. Yeah. Like, I liked the book more because I was like, yeah, give me some good banging scenes. And they were vanilla, but I still thought they were good. So I was like, that bumped, I, that I, bumped it up a little bit for honestly, me. Honestly, I thought they were frequent. Like, I liked some of them, but I it was so much jargony nonsense for me that I, it was hard <laughs> for me to like it. Yeah. Because I like I liked the sexy time books. Yeah. Let's talk about Kushiel one day on this podcast. Oh, Any yeah. other Kushiel fans out there? But I 
could not, it was too, even for me, and I, you know I love to shorten words, and you know I love funny words. Yeah. It was too much for me to get into the sexy time. Would you re- recommend this book to people? No, actually, no, I would not, I would um, not. recommend this book at all. I said my, my thing said, let's go Hawks, but hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I would, so, okay, I think I told you this. There's um, a list of books on my Audible that are specifically just, like, books oh, full yeah, of sex. Yeah, yeah. For your, when your you need smut folder. My smut folder. <laughs> yeah. And I would put this in my smut would folder. Would you? I have be- way better stuff than this, but if somebody if somebody likes the sex scenes in this and they yeah. don't need it to be too kinky, this could go in the smut folder because they get to the sex really fast. They do. You don't I, have to scan through. Um, the goal with the smut folder is that you're not scanning through wait, wait, the wait. book to find all the sex. I was okay with their first sexual encounter. I thought it was pretty hot, but I dislike their characters so much <laughs> That the rest of the sex scenes, I kept being like, this doesn't make any sense that they're even having sex right now. Like, neither of them can be into this. Or yeah. at least she can't, because she said she's not, but now she is. And I'm like, she was digmatized. <laughs> she was digmatized. Digmatized. And as we know, you should let your hand be your lover. Did I say that wrong? Book. Oh, yeah. Book. And as you know, dear listeners, you should let your book be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Don't you get digmatized. Don't get digmatized. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.